0: You remember France. It's the country that financed the American Revolution. Okay, it was in their self-interest, but still, they made it happen. Let's face it, without the French, there would be no America. In other words, without them, there's no us. Richard Belzer Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today we'll be exploding some myths and correcting some misconceptions about the one war we all seem to like here in the United States, the American Revolution. Given that the American Revolution is basically the story of our beginning as a nation, it's not surprising that myths and misconceptions have grown up over the centuries. We've had a fair share of screw-ups along with our successes, but the revolution was awesome and American and all that other jingoistic stuff we love to print on t-shirts for our 4th of July barbecues. Or was it? Let's take a look, starting with a closer examination of the impact of a country we had to save from the Germans twice. Yes, the first myth and misconception that we need to look at is the role of the French. Ask any kid who stayed awake through high school American history, and they'll tell you the French helped out mainly by sending us Lafayette, and then a few ships right at the end of the war. Basically, they jumped in only after they knew we were gonna win, mainly to poke the Brits in the eye. It's a cool story, and it's always fun to make fun of the French. It's also totally untrue. The reality is that as part of their ongoing global conflict with the British, France began sending the American rebels arms and ammunition as early as 1776. In early 1777, they sent the colonists roughly 25,000 uniforms and pairs of boots, hundreds of cannons, and thousands of muskets. It's estimated that France provided up to 90% of the gunpowder the colonists used throughout the course of the war. So without the French, our founding fathers would have had to throw their muskets at the British. Except, without the French, they wouldn't have had that many muskets to throw. And don't forget that the British ships carrying those redcoats across the Atlantic had to fight the French Navy just to get to America. So to quote Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men, when it comes to the role the French played in our independence, rather than downplaying it, we should simply say thank you and be on our way. Myth number two is one I need to tread very lightly around because it is the sacredest of sacred cows in the United States. I'm talking about George Washington Military Genius. We all love George Washington. He's the father of the nation, our greatest president, and a military genius. Actually, maybe not so much that last part. There is, quite simply, a vast difference between being a great leader and a great strategist. Washington was an outstanding leader, there's no question he basically held a poorly trained and poorly equipped, in spite of France's efforts, ragtag army together through the worst times early in the war, and kept most of them from deserting through sheer force of will and personal magnetism. But when it came to strategy, even he knew he was not the equal of either many of his opponents or even some of his own subordinates. Like all great leaders, He tried to surround himself with great people and leave them alone to do their jobs. He even told the Continental Congress he felt inadequate for the task from a military strategist perspective. He really didn't win many battles, other than a few surprise attacks, crossing the Delaware on Christmas Eve being one of the most famous. But he had enough wins at crucial moments, mixed in with a lot of stalemates, to wear down the British over a grueling eight year campaign. No one studies his tactics in the military academies, but they all study his leadership. And that's no small thing. Maybe the single biggest myth to come out of the revolution is that other than a few tea and crumpet loving traders, everyone in the colonies supported the revolution 100%. This is revisionist history at its worst. In some ways, the Revolutionary War was, actually, our first Civil War, with that more obvious one coming roughly 80 years later. The fact is, the taxation without representation that helped trigger the fight in the first place mattered a lot more to the rich landowning class than to a lot of poor colonists. And by no means was everyone a die-hard political radical many were content to remain loyal British subjects. And especially in the southern colonies, where the British market for cotton was both voracious and lucrative, support for the crown was still quite strong. Historians today actually put the split between those supporting independence and those wanting to remain British at close to 50-50. Sadly, once the war ended, an estimated 60,000 loyalists, men, women, and children, Led the new nation as refugees. Not the sort of thing you talk about before the big fireworks show after the patriotic picnic. There's one last myth that is also still very pervasive, but I'm not going to detail it here because I did an entire episode on it in the second episode of this podcast. It's the myth that America was founded as a Christian nation. You should give that one a listen to finish off this topic. So there you have it. Four myths and misconceptions debunked and a whole year of American history class down the tubes. You're welcome. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.